We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty. My Uncle Gus is the uncle that likes to work the grill. As soon as he walk in the house, he's like, get away from that grill. You don't know how to stop no fire. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. We're going to eat a hamburger, okay? Here we go. Challenge, throw the mat. Now that's a fire. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm not cooking a Brontosaurus burger. The Fan. Hour number two on Danny and Dusty. Danny Morang in solo with Jeff Russ behind the glass. And it's a perfect time to have Jeff Russ behind the glass. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking Jaguars. Woo! How about them Jags? How about them Jags? A little come, be- come from behind victory against Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, who leads the NFL in most interceptions since week seven with ten. Throwing a lot of picks. Throwing a lot of picks. I'm Always not. nice to see the Cowboys lose, too. Uh, it is. Sorry, Swag. No, it's no, I'm not sorry, Swag. I'm not. <laughs> to all you Cowboys fans out there, you made bad choices. But Cowboys gave one away, and Trevor Lawrence took it. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence has been taking things from people a lot over the last couple of weeks. Uh, finishes the game 27-42, 316, excuse me, 318, four tutties, and a pick. Has another tremendous game, and it continues to be... One of, if not the three, four best quarterbacks in the league in the second half of the season. Jeff Rust, are you excited I about am. the potential of a real quarterback in Jacksonville? Absolutely, because that also meant uh, I won on my Jags pick this week for the first time in I don't know how many weeks. So I think I'm now like four and ten on the season on my Jags picks. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it's amazing to see what a good young quarterback can do when he has the right coaching behind him. <laughs> Which it truly does look like was the case, uh, as we've talked about ad nauseum it's here. It's such a stark difference. Isn't it? <laughs> Turns out going from Urban Meyer to anybody is going to bolster your chances. Going from Urban Meyer to a great quarterback coach, um, well, this is what you get. Who, By the way, he got you know the shaft getting kicked out of Philly. But How many coaches win a Super Bowl and, and, and end up on the streets? Yeah, and win, well, and win a Super Bowl with the backup quarterback, too. With Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Nick effing Foles. <laughs> that should tell you everything you need to know. But uh, as much as I want to spend the segment uh, thrashing the Cowboys because they are also fraudulent, it's, bet- it's really it's between them and the Vikings for most fraudulent team in the NFL right now. And I don't think it's particularly close. What Trevor Lawrence has done week after week after week has been impressive. He has built on something, and he has shown that he can be that guy. He had a bit of a slow start to the season, which I think that's fair. He's still young. 
I'm a guy who's quick to bury quarterbacks. I, I will fully, fully, fully embrace that. Because I think you need to show something. Yesterday we talked about Justin Fields. I don't believe he can throw the ball. And everybody says, well, what about Josh Allen? Listen, guys, if you're using the exceptions as the rule, you're going to have a hard time in life. Yeah, there's, a, there's always an outlier. Always. My, my professional career prior to doing radio, was around working in analysis, working in, in, in intelligence in the military, working in intelligence in the business world. If I started using outliers for my customers... <laughs> that wouldn't go well. ...for my superiors, I would get crushed. Now, as a fan, that's how you want to think because you want to hope for things to be that way. But Trevor Lawrence was sold to us not as... Hey, maybe he'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe he's a late round guy. He was sold to us as touchdown Jesus. Yes. And drafted as a number one pick. D- drafted as such. This yes. was a sure thing as Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck may be the best quarterback prospect from the jump, day one of the NFL, we ever see. Yeah. The, can you think of a quarterback who has ever delivered more than Andrew Luck since day one? No. No, because even, even Peyton Manning, his first year was He was awful. awful. They were 2-14. and 14. He led the league in sacks and interceptions. Yes. He was a train wreck. Yes. Andrew Luck was a football god from the jump. Yep. So with that being the bar, yeah, we were disappointed in Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. But we saw flashes, and I think everybody saw the S show that was Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of people just didn't want to believe that it was an S show because of Urban Meyer. They because think, he's beloved, he's liked, college yes. coach, da 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 And they just chalked it up to it being also Jacksonville. Which is fair. It, it is. It is fair. It's, it's kind of funny because the history of the Jaguars, I remember when the Jags and the, and the Panthers came about. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, they hit home runs with both these teams. The logos, the cats, both being black cats was kind of like, Maybe a little derivative. Right. But I was like, okay. And I remember thinking, I'm going to be a Panthers fan. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like I like that. You had those Kerry Collins Panthers years. And they, yep. Both franchises. I want to say they started out with Steve Berline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both franchises were actually pretty successful mm-hmm. out of the gate. Yeah. I mean, and, and within a couple. Within they the both made playoff years, runs. Yeah. Yes. Like, it was like, oh, yeah. you had the Brunel Jags mm-hmm. who were. You go back and look at those teams. They are loaded oh. on the offensive side of the ball. Jimmy Smith, Keenan Keenan Cardell, uh, uh, Fred Fred Taylor. I mean, they had dudes. The Natron Bomb, dudes. Yes, both have kind of. I mean, that you had the Cam Newton years, obviously with Carolina, but there have been some lean years. But I don't look at either of those franchises and think Texans. Right. I, I don't. I don't think. Browns mm-hmm. or Bengals, like what they were. Yeah, I don't as as defunct as those franchises have been. I don't think of them as completely sideways franchises. Do you? Well, and the thing is, when you say that you don't think of them as that, a lot of their problem had been for many years is that you just don't think of them. They they had been They're not even they relevant went through some anonymous periods, some very anonymous periods where they just weren't relevant. And they weren't a topic of conversation, and for good reason, because they weren't very good. And they were an afterthought. And there are teams in this league that are bad and continually bad, but they're still relevant. They're still a topic of conversation. See the Browns and the Jets. They're a relevant point of conversation because of their ineptitude. Yes. Which, 
I think Jacksonville has found a way out of, and a big part of that goes to hiring a coach who doesn't, I don't know, hit on co-eds. Yeah, kick his players. That's that's also true. Yeah. And again, there's a lot of dirtbag coaches that probably hit on co-eds. They just, sure. they just don't do it in front of everybody. <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's at least subtle. find that sweet spot, right? A, l- a little more subtle. <laughs> Yikes. But you look at what Lawrence has done, and we talked about the growth of young quarterbacks yesterday a ton. If you're looking for for the exception to the rule, those growth markers. Josh Allen couldn't throw the ball a lick mm-hmm. his first year in the NFL. Now, don't get me wrong, he could throw it a country mile. Yes. Lamar Jackson can throw the ball a country mile. Can he Justin hit the Fields can throw the ball a country mile. Can they hit the receiver? That's the key. Yes. Trevor Lawrence's rookie year, 59.6% completion percentage. Yikes. Not great. Not great, Bob. If you what's, what's really interesting about this, if you go back and you look at Aikman, Young, Montana, 60% is kind of the bar. Mm-hmm. And now it's more like 65, yeah. 66. And we got Trevor Lawrence at 66 this year. And that's the thing is you start – the offense is – the game is so catered to them and, you're, and these windows and these opportunities and the lack of, of, of you know knocking guys over the middle, freeing guys up. It's – accuracy is so much more important in today's NFL than it ever has been. And you you have to get over that threshold. What Lawrence is doing right now is getting over that threshold. Right now, he's played 14 games. He's completed 29 less passes while throwing 102 less than last year. That's, yeah. Okay. Hey. 17 games, he threw 102 more passes than he has right now. Last year, he threw for 3,641 yards. This year, he's at 3,520. Well, and it's even on his growth within the season. Mm-hmm. He only has four 300-yard games this, this season. And they've all in the second half. But, well, uh, three of the last four. Yeah, three of the last four. He's finding his groove. And, and that's, each of those three are wins with the one where he didn't. That's a loss. Yep. Yeah. He is showing that he's capable of being that dude. And if you want to see the biggest level of growth, rookie year touchdown-interception ratio. 12 touchdowns, 17 picks. Mm-hmm. This year, 24 touchdowns, 7 picks. He has four games this season with three or more throwing touchdowns. And guess what? Three of those are out of the last four. Those same three wins. Almost like he's putting it together with Doug Peterson and an offense and understanding what it takes 20 games into his NFL career. Kind of crazy how that goes, huh? Weird, huh? Yeah. And this is why, I, again, yes, the, the argument yesterday was Justin Fields has zero weapons. He has nobody around him. No offensive line, no running game, no no weapons on the perimeter, no weapons underneath, nothing. He's bereft, and I 100% agree. Yep. Getting weapons for Trevor Lawrence mattered. Yes. But I will not be convinced otherwise that getting a coach who could get him on the right track mm-hmm. was the most singular, most important thing. Well, and another good example of that, kind of to the contrary a little bit, this is a texter sending in, Justin Herbert, good from the jump. And Justin Herbert has some good pieces around him. And what is questionable with the Chargers? The head coach. Yes, and the injuries. Yeah, well, the, yes. The consistency around him. And honestly, Herbert might be the second best from the jump quarterback in the modern era. Yeah. He literally just broke Andrew Luck's record for most passing yards uh, through three years. Not too shabby. Not at all. And Herbert was a guy who 
I did not trust coming out of college. I, not many people did. And it, 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 a lot of that, he has basically Mario Cristobal to think, yep. it sounds Listen, like. I have eaten all the humble pie on that one. I, I, I went down to Oregon. I saw him a half dozen times live. And I, was, I saw the arm strength. Mm-hmm. And I saw the size. But beyond that, and again, he has the look. He looks like the quarterback. He did. Yeah. But I'm sitting there going, why is he not doing more? And it turned out, well, he had no weapons. Yeah. He, well, yeah, he was yeah, he was hamstrung by no weapons and, and coach and coaching. And now you get those opportunities and this it all matters. But in the NFL particularly, having a coach who truly believes in you, who understands you, who puts you in the best position is we're we're in the right state, Florida. Yep. Jacksonville. Let's go down the road to Miami, where Tua is a guy who they tried to get rid of multiple times. Yeah, McDaniel says no. Here's 700 plays of why I think you are good yep. and great, and how we can be effective. Yep. And we talked about it on Friday. That's a to- totally go off track here, but we talked about it on Friday. The whole idea of Tua going up to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Listen, they lost that game, but they competed. Yeah. Well, and I even kind of scoffed at it when I said, oh, well, you know, it's Snowden, Alabama. Too. We all did. Yeah. But they went up there and competed. And a big part of that is putting the weapons around Tyreek. Look, Tyreek Hill looked fantastic. I never imagined that he, that one single receiver could make that much of a difference. Taking the top off the coverage all the time. You always got to worry about it. Yeah. But you, again, I think we are too quick, myself included, to condemn quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also look at quarterbacks who historically have not been accurate at all. I don't trust quarterbacks who haven't been accurate. Right. Because that's something you can't really, it's tough it, to fix. That's, that's not something you see. Yeah. Listen, for all of, again, the Josh Allen stuff, there's a Cam Newton. There's a Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a Kyler Murray. There's a Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was wildly, wildly accurate in college. That's, that was the saving grace. Then in the NFL, well, I don't know if he can really push the ball down the field and be accurate at the same time. But Trevor Lawrence continues to set the NFL on fire over the last four weeks. He's been the second-highest-rated quarterback. Over the last two weeks, do you know who the highest-rated quarterback has been? I do not, but I bet you do. Brock Purdy. <laughs> well, and, you know, that's, that's one of those where still, in my opinion... Uh, give it time. Give it time. The, let teams get some more tape on him and figure out what, what he does and his, and his, his tendencies... But Give again, time. coach, and he will come back down to earth and weapons. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit chicken or egg, but there's I think there's a lot there to kind of chew on. And with Trevor Lawrence, I'm I I don't know why. I am genuinely pulling for him. I like him. Mm-hmm. Him and Joe Burrow are the guys from this class. I and mean, you can throw Herbert in there too. Mm-hmm. For all of the Duck fans out there who think I hate every Duck, I don't hate all of them. It's just <laughs> some of them. Haloti uh, Nada, one of my favorite. Favorite Ducks of all time. Absolutely. Uh, but I love, I just love watching Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence play. Mm-hmm. There is something about them that I just, I am drawn to. And I think there's a level of swagger. There's yes. A, there's a, there's a, there's a, Burrow definitely has that cool as oh, F factor. He, he's a modern day Joe Namath. Yeah. And then, and then Trevor Lawrence clearly went to just, the Lang Thompson School of Handsome Men. It, not just that, but it's just cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Herbert. Hilariously gets called by uh, Emmanuel Acho, a social media quarterback, <sighs> and the ironic part Can we of it quit is giving that guy a microphone. <laughs> Sweet fancy Moses. The ironic part of this is he's the furthest thing from that. He's kind of boring. Yeah, 
Now, yeah. not on the field. No, he does tremendous stuff. Yeah. With his but he's not going to be. He's not the one out there yelling at anything. No, he's just. And yeah. he's not going to be in the locker room smoking a stogie. Nope. After a national title win. Yeah, he's not walking out in the fur coat. No. But again, I, I we talk about so much the golden era of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We might be ushering in another one. Yeah. I, that's, I think that's pretty safe to say. You've got Mahomes, you've got Allen, you've got Herbert, you've got Burrow. Is Lawrence the next guy? He's working on it. And he's putting together a pattern that feels eerily reminiscent of what we've seen from the last couple quarterbacks to really break through. All right, we've got a ton uh, to get into uh, as it pertains to the NFL still because, well, there's just a lot of stuff, right? Always got meat on the bone left on a Tuesday, don't we? <laughs> Including the Washington Commanders are tying up bids for their sales uh, and keeping it in the NFC East. Is Jalen Hurts going to play against the Cowboys or is Nick Sirianni uh, poking the bear a little bit and having a little bit of Belichickian fun? Uh, that and more coming up here on Danny and Dusty. This is Danny Murray on 1080 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We get it almost every night. When that moon gets big and bright. I see you, Russ, sneaking, sneaking in a little Yacht Rock here on a Tuesday. Hey, it's always Yacht Rock Day in my world, buddy. <laughs> uh, it's bowl season, and currently the uh, Idaho Farms Potato Bowl is going on at the Smurf Turf out in Boise, and they are having a sack race with kids. Yeah, for the halftime rice. Potato sack race. Listen, man, I don't know about you. I'm not potato sack racing 100 yards. <laughs> well, yeah, not on that hip. Good Lord. <laughs> I just watch these kids hop 100 yards. You know what those parents are doing? They're going, good, good. Yes, wear yourself out. Yes, go to sleep tonight. Good. That's a long, long way to hop in a potato sack, That's man. certainly it. I just remember uh, several years ago, God, it's going to be eight, nine years ago now when we did the fan combine mm. and just trying to do the 40-yard dash. And I got about halfway through. It was like, how much more is left? <laughs> so before... 
before I had the hip really pop up, this is like five years ago. Um, you know, you, you were at NBC. It's right there next to Lincoln High School. And you yes, have to, you, you, we, we could literally go out the bottom doors and go on the Lincoln track yep. and go work out. So me and a couple uh, producers, uh, Michael Stringfield, who was a, a fantastic executive producer, uh, one of the best content creators I've ever come across in the in the media industry. Great dude. Well, and just great behind the camera too. J- just Shooting. has an eye just yeah. for everything. Yep. Um, fitness freak, and him and I used to go down and, and work out every day uh, when we'd have a show. I'd get there early, and, and, and it was nice because it was summertime, fall, and you'd go down there on the track and it literally. You know, 10 feet outside the building. I always worked out after the show with the 16-ounce curls. There you go. And then you had the the, the, the creepy gym in the basement <laughs> where you could you could actually have a beer down there. Yeah. And nobody would know. Um, yes, there's a there's a gym in the NBC KGW basement that's like three stories underground. It's terrifying. But it was funny because uh, the first couple times I went out there with Stringfield, I was a big guy. I was probably about 40 pounds lighter then than I am now. But... We would go out there, and he's like, "Oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do this and see if you can kind of keep up." And we were like running three quarter speed. He's like, "Oh, you're you're kind of fast." Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, let's go." And then you know we we motored it up and in full speed, and I'm pulling away from him at you know 250, 240 pounds, and uh-huh. he's looking at me going, "How is this possible?" Kind of a thing. I don't believe. But you. we got that. <laughs> but we got done. With basically two laps, and I wanted to die. Yeah, you said you you get through halfway through the forty. Yeah, and he's like, ah, there it is. Yeah, there's. I'm like, yeah, no, that's uh, that's all I got. Yeah, that that's that's all we got right now. I couldn't do ten of a forty, and not not even like breath wise. Like, right, my leg would not cooperate. Yeah, it would fall off. I have I've quite literally not run in four years. Yeah, physically incapable of doing so. And I remember when I when I coached my kids' soccer team too. This was a it was she was first or second grade, so we're you know four years, three four years ago or so now, and getting the kids warmed up, run you know doing running a, a quick little lap, doing some exercises, and you know now it's time mm-hmm. to skip. Now let's run backwards. And then I had the great idea to like, all right, everybody, let's do a somersault. And I got about halfway over that thing and went, oh wow, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> did, did did you? Did I made you, it over. Made it, made it over the top. I made it over. It was not pretty. I'm sure. I'm sure. I heard. I, I heard some chuckles from the parents on the side. <laughs> it would be hilarious if it was like somebody just hit pause and you were stuck halfway. Yeah, because I yeah I got halfway through and went, wow, this was this was a poor choice. Just the world's worst potato bug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did later go home and curl up and want to die. <laughs> I start thinking about all the times when I was a kid, uh, you know, and even a kid in my early teens, I would give my dad crap. You know, uh, I mean, I'm faster than you now. I, you know, I, I can jump higher than you. I'm stronger than you. All, yeah. all those kind of things. And he would muster up the strength after working to humble my ass mm-hmm. until one day. You know, every, every, I think every father has that day eventually come. Or yep. it's just like it, there, there, there's no amount of dad that can compensate anymore. You you have a limited amount of it that you can use on your children for a finite amount of time. And once it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. And it's a fun moment as a son to, to overtake that. But now I'm starting to see this as, as my dad, who unfortunately, well, thankfully he doesn't have as bad of a lower, lower extremities as I have with my legs, but he does have two knee replacements. Um, so yes, the genetics and the legs, not great in the yeah. Morang family, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that, the whole idea of, we, we should, we should get another 1080 combine going. That's what I'm ultimately I'm getting to. Yeah. That one might kill me. 
I mean, I might have to sit that one out. Listen, or, or we come up with some different, some different uh, competitions. <laughs> I mean, you dying would be great content. <laughs> My life insurance policy that I just signed up for is not worth enough. <laughs> I'm just saying the content, especially you know, our, our 1080 the OnlyFans, uh, probably starting up here in January. For those that, that don't know, we do have, we will have cameras in the studio eventually. Yeah, where you can get all of the sweet, sweet, sweet souk feet pics. Yes, that you want. For only four ninety nine a month. Capture me forgetting that I have a camera on me while I pick my nose. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Are you kidding me? We, 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 we're a bunch of nose pickers in here. That's what we do. <laughs> it's just, you know, that's, that's kind of the nature of the beast. Um, but speaking of uh, nose pickers, Dan Snyder selling the uh, Washington Commanders. How'd you like that transition? Uh, yeah, that's professional. <laughs> uh, Dan Snyder selling the Washington Commanders or in the process of soliciting bids those the first round of bids are wrapping up this week, and it's still undisclosed on whether or not he's going to sell some, all, or potentially none of the Washington Commanders. Uh, sources with knowledge of the situation have said. I say all this because Matt Ishbia, who is worth upwards of five billion dollars, like real, real money, yeah. who just bought the Phoenix Suns or is in the process of buying the Phoenix Suns, pending a physical, pending a physical, <laughs> was. One of the bidders or supposed bidders on the Washington Commanders, which taking another power player out of this, and ultimately, I don't think it's going to be anybody but this guy, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Who spends half his time in D.C. anyways, yep. who literally has more money than God. He's got that kicking in his pocket right now, like as he goes to lunch. It's it's nothing. Yeah. It's quite little. He, he literally can't spend it fast enough. Yeah. That is that is the world, and, and the NFL wants that money. His wife could go do it on her own if she yes. wanted to, and, and right then, this second, and, and then some, and like and pay cash. Yeah, like, she, go, she's worth it. like two hundred, yeah, something or, or or twenty billion. Yeah, whatever she hasn't given away yet. Yeah, but yeah. and again, they can't give it away fast enough. Long story short, but they're sa- they're, they're they're saying now. The, remember, the Phoenix Suns sold for around four billion. They are now saying the valuation on the Washington Commanders. Remember, the Denver Broncos, a much better franchise. With a larger fan base, more success, in a market that probably makes more sense, mm-hmm. that cares more about it. Yes. Certainly. Just sold for $4 billion. Yeah. Okay? Do you know what the commander's now estimated value is? I mean, did we hit five? And then some. Yeah. Estimated sale value between five and a half and six and a half billion dollars. Because I guess there, too, I mean, that's also a, a fairly uh, um, well-to-do fan base. Uh, and, and populist. Yes, you do have you have fans with lots of money. Yes. The other part of this is is that there's also going to need to be another billion dollars to build a new stadium. Mm-hmm. And here's again the thing: what does Jeff Bezos have piles of? Yeah, cash, straight cash, Le- homie. Straight cash, homie. This is a guy who can get it done. Well, and if that's the case, do you think that Jeff Bezos has the uh, Bezos to go and ask for public funding for it, or does he just put it up on his own? I don't think he. Does. I, I if he's smart. He doesn't do it. And just endears himself, just endears to, himself to that fan base for 30 years. I'm going to do it. Out of the, and it's a tax write-off. Yeah. He doesn't care. I wouldn't care. If you've got more money than God. Again, we talk about this stuff like with, with billionaires. Richardson, I believe, the, the owner of the Panthers, was the Richard, richest owner in the NFL mm-hmm. until the Waltons, yes. who just bought the Denver Broncos. I said four. It, was, it ultimately went for 4.65. Yeah. I, I needed to correct that. They have fu money. Yes, Jeff Bezos has the money to tell the Waltons to get bent. <laughs> if 
for those that don't know, the Waltons are the Walmart family. Yes. That's the kind of money. You know what? Let me, let's, let's go ahead and pull up the uh, Jeff Bezos net worth. Today, his net worth is $111 billion. <laughs> He's probably got $40 billion in cash. Yeah. Like liquid. Yeah. Yeah, him, buy, him buying the commanders would be like going Nothing. to Panera Bread for a sandwich. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Man. Absolutely nothing to him. And, so, all, and all he has to do is not pay his drivers and make them pee in trucks. Is that so hard? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but you think about that, and it's just, it's an absurd, it's an absurd ask for Jeff Bezos if he buys that team. Mm-hmm. To ask for public funding. Yeah. It doesn't mean that, listen, and a lot of these guys, they didn't get the money that they have by not doing absolutely That's how you get rich, ass. is you don't spend it. Yeah. But at the same time, you look at this and you look at the opportunity that's there. I would personally endear myself to that community because it is a, it is a sleeping giant. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity for basically a, an NFL stadium with a casino on it, built on the river, blocks from the largest lobbying power in the entire world. Got a text that just came through. No way Bezos would just foot, uh, foot the bill for the stadium. Just in for infrastructure alone, he would lean on bonds for funding. I mean, I can see it. Yeah. But, I mean, well, what, Paul, uh, uh, when the Rose Garden was built, he did that on his own, did he not? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not comparing we've, a basketball stadium no, to but a football but, stadium. But we've but. seen this before. We've seen this before. The Blazers own everything there, but the city owns the land. Mm-hmm. And they and I believe the way that the lease agreement works is the Blazers pay pay the city of Portland one dollar. Okay. Well, so yeah. it's it's nice little sweetheart deal. It is, yeah. and, and 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 the Blazers operate it, run it, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the city of Portland gets a ton from the parking. Now, imagine if they had anything else working on that land with other revenue coming in. Yeah, if you had another stadium that was, I don't know, a baseball stadium yeah. or you had or some sort of like an entertainment or... district. <laughs> which, again. Pie in the sky, right? Which, again, we should see probably in about five years. Yeah. But uh, it, well, it, it is out there. I'm going to continue with the wish in one hand and S in the other and hey, see which one fills up first. Listen, I'm just saying <laughs> I, I would expect there to be changes in the next half decade. All right. Well, we'll see. That's it's a long ways out. Yes. But uh, this is a long roundabout way of saying. Uh, Matt Ishbia has bought the Suns. That's one less buyer out there for the Commanders. And it's one more crappy owner in professional sports and Daniel Snyder being gone. That's really ultimately where we are. Do we, do we believe Jeff Bezos is a less crappy owner? I mean, yeah, I don't. I Maybe equally as crappy, but deeper pockets. I don't know. I, I, I feel like Snyder's a worse human being. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're splitting hairs because now we're, I guess we're talking about which transgressions are worse. Yes, you know. I, I, listen, worksite ha- or worksite problems, um, mm-hmm. abuses, not great. Taking sexual, the cheerleaders out on the yacht assault, and, and, yeah. and creeping, you know, nude pics. That feels worse. Yeah, that feels worse, right? Yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna have to decide what's worse uh, coming up here as Carlos Correa. Uh, his uh, po- his introductory press conference has been postponed by the San Francisco Giants due to a medical uh, issue, a medical medical flag. Oh no! Uh, Buck is probably uh, somewhere wildly disturbed as Bay Area Buck is uh, 
Well, he may be down for the count on this one if, well, if this deal gets undone. I haven't gotten word yet of anybody looking to cover his shift, so <laughs> uh, I so, think we're still okay there. So he's not in a complete horrible dumpster fire watch. Yeah. Uh, but we've got that and more, including uh, some sights and sounds around Damian Lillard's record-breaking night. But first, here's Jeff Ross with SportsCenter Update. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Well, in Major League Baseball, the winter meetings and everything that kind of leads up to them sets the tone heading into the next season every year. And you had Aaron Judge signing for record money in New York. You had big-time deals that the San Francisco Padres, the dads, threw over a billion dollars at potential free agents. The other One of the other prizes out there was Carlos Correa, who bet on himself for the Minnesota Twins and hit free agency and was expected to sign a massive 13-year, $350 million deal. Not so fast! But with the San Francisco Giants, three hours before his press conference was was uh, or a, excuse me a press conference that was scheduled by the San Francisco Giants ostensibly to introduce Correa as a new member of the San Francisco Giants, it was canceled. I don't know about you, Jeff Rust. Uh, in my experience. This is not a common occurrence. No, I've not heard of too many introductory press conferences getting canceled due to a potential uh, medical issue in the physical. Hell, a potential anything. Yeah. When you make these, it's like it's done. Yeah. So let's let's go back in time. Let's look at the timeline here real quick. Let's. The supposed agreement took place on December 13th. Let's do the math here real quick. Uh, Tuesday, December 30th. That'd be yeah. one week ago. That's a whole week. That's a long time. Now, the New York Yankees just made official that Aaron Judge has signed. So, parties being in different places, signing paperwork, clearing medical work, uh, that's all a big part of this, especially when you're talking about, you know, third of a billion dollars. What's interesting about this is, with Carlos Correa, as great as he is, he's a, he's a tremendous player. The durability has been one of his issues. So, for this to potentially flag this... Is this a is this a big deal? I mean, it's big enough to where they cancel uh, postponed the presser, and I guess uh, I guess this is one of those things where you know when you put the cart before the horse and and you start making all your arrangements before you know everything is finalized. So as it stands right now, Correa's current contract, as reported, would be the fourth largest guaranteed deal in baseball history. Fourth. Largest in baseball history. Wow. Mike Trout got $426.5 million in a 12-year contract. He signed with the Angels. Mookie Betts got three hundred and sixty-five dollars in a 12-year deal with the Giants. And then Judge just got $360 million with the New York Yankees on a nine-year deal, which, good for him. Yeah. Built the Yankees for every penny that they're worth. That evil, evil empire. The difference is, I shouldn't say the difference is because Mike Trout has had some Availability issues as well. Yeah, Carlos Correa is neither Mike Trout nor nor does he match up with the availability. The Giants were looked at as a potential team to be big players in the free agency market. They went after Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. They went after Correa. They they threw real money at players. 
They've lost some guys. They've gained some guys. If all of this falls apart, what do you do if you're the Giants? Yeah, where do you go now? Do, do you renegotiate? Is there such a medical flag here that other organizations aren't willing to commit over a decade and a third of a billion dollars yeah. to a guy? That's, boy, that's... Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to make these decisions. I guess I'll put it that way. We're just going to sit here and talk about it. Uh, I, I couldn't. Yeah. I don't, what, what do you do? What do you do? And that's the interesting part of this. Does if he somehow hits the market again, how does that shift free agency? How does that shift what's going on in Major League Baseball? Do the <laughs> do the Padres say screw it and grab another middle infielder to throw in there? Right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll find we'll stuff somebody in the outfield. Yeah. Right. You know exactly. It's just it's such a strange and unique place because we don't see this happen. No. Because. Normally, these kind of offers aren't made without first having something down. Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting. Something, something certainly, um, if you're an NL West fan, something to monitor. Absolutely. Because this is the kind of thing that can disrupt or displace. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the NL West, but we're really just talking about the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres. Yeah. <laughs> right. We, we, we really don't care about any other teams in the NL West right now. That's yeah. how this works. But what we do care about is Damian Lamont Ollie Lillard, who had a wonderful, wonderful career night last night, unfortunately in a loss. Uh, we'll get to sound from around the NBA, including his former teammate CJ McCollum, and then as well as Kevin Calabro on Lamar Hurd's call last night on the record-breaking moment. <sighs> You'd really like to see him do that stuff in a win. Right? You really would. Every time I'm like, let's well, tease this. Let's and talk maybe about like on this. a 30-foot three instead of at the free-throw line. Yeah, well. That's just, you know, that's just how this goes. Uh, but we've still got a ton to get into, including some uh, meat on the bone here on the NFL. Uh, coming up here on Danny and Dusty on 1080 The Fan. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Bears heavy on my mind. Oh, the chicanery afoot. In Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts will he or won't he play? Coach Nick Sirianni going back and forth. Little Northeastern Belichickian love. Subterfuge. I'd say you love to see it, but I hate this crap. <laughs> Got to keep them on their toes, right? Got to keep them guessing. Yeah. Do you? Well, I mean, you know, the harder to game plan if you don't know who you're facing, right? I mean, you're game planning for Gardner Minshew or Jalen Hurts. Yeah, hey, Minshew mania. Listen, either way, you're game planning against a gunslinger, okay? Yeah. Against a gamer. Against a big-time player. It's going to be Minshew. What are we doing here? I mean, all signs he, point that way. He's got – Jalen Hurts has got a sprained throwing shoulder. Yeah, that makes it hard to throw a football. They have the NFC East basically wrapped up at this point. If, they, if I remember correctly, one more win or a loss by like four different one of four teams locks up the number one seed in the NFC for them. Why are you throwing Jalen Hurts out there? Yeah, that's a good question. What what world exists that you're going out there? And again, Sirianni called Hurts one of the toughest players he knows, and someone who, and I quote, 
heals fast. Yeah. So the the legend of Jalen Hurts is growing here from a guy who couldn't get it done to Wolverine. And by the way, it looks like the Eagles clinch the NFC East with a win or tie. There you go. And they clinch home field advantage and the NFC's lone first round by with a win or a tie plus a Minnesota loss or tie. There you go. So th- this thing's basically got a bow on it for all for all intents and purposes. Yeah, they got three chances to clinch a division, basically. Which is hilarious. Yeah. So I ask again, why the hell would Jalen Hurts play? Yeah, I mean, well, because this weekend you got, what did you say, one of the two biggest frauds in the NFC, the Cowboys. Got the Cowboys. Right? And then week 17 is New Orleans. How about you beat the Cowboys with Gardner Minshew? That would be fantastic. Truly great. That would be super great. Well, I think everybody would be in line for that. Yeah. Uh, so they got the Cowboys this weekend. Week 17 is the Saints. And week 18, uh, they close it out with the Giants. They'll win one of those games. Right. With Gardner Minshew. Yeah. One of those games. Gardner, I trust Gardner Minshew more than I trust Daniel Jones. Yeah. Beyond that. You look at what the New York Giants are allowing on the ground right now. The Eagles are a team that will just bludgeon you with whatever the opportunity they, they, they're allowed. The Giants are a sieve right now as a rush defense. I, I don't I don't worry about them. Yeah. The Cowboys, all the Micah Parsons trash talk and Jalen Hurts and a run from the grind. Who cares? Get your dude healthy for the playoffs. You're one of the best teams in the NFL. You're the class of the NFC. You're the only team in the NFC I would say most people believe in. There's yeah. no reason to not get your quarterback healthy. Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is trot him out next Saturday and then all of a sudden something worse happens. Let's, let's say he tears his season. AC joint, Yeah, and now he's cooked Yeah, and or there, separates his shoulder. And there goes your season. Now you're, now you're going to try to Nick Foles this with Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Which... You got the football gods once, okay? Yeah. You're not getting it twice. You'd much rather go with Minshew Mania for a game or two than have to, than be forced to do it the rest of the way. Look, the San Francisco 49ers can do this because they have all of the weapons, and Brock Purdy is seemingly blessed by the football gods. Touched like Achilles. They just need to figure out where exactly they touched them, and I'm not going to speculate. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Okay, good. I was waiting to see if I got a little reaction out of you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but... I am sick and tired of coaches doing this. Stop doing this. Nobody believes you. Nobody's listening. Nobody in the Cowboys locker room is going, well, we got to prepare for Jalen Hurts. Got to prepare for you gonna prepare for Jalen Hurts with one arm? Yeah. That's what you're preparing for? Yeah. Well, then I guess you prepare for a hell of a ground game, don't you? Which is what you should be preparing for anyways because the Eagles are very good at that. Yes. Uh, side note, Lane Johnson, fantastic tackle mm-hmm. for the Eagles. Yes. This week – just set the NFL record for most consecutive snaps without giving up a sack. Wow. 928. Holy S-balls. Mm-hmm. That seems like a lot. 928 snaps. Man. Okay. He passes, and that's over 27 games. Uh-huh. He passes Andrew Whitworth, who held the record in, from 2014-2015, who had 25 games of 922 snaps. Before that, Ryan Clady in Denver, 20 games at 830 snaps. And before that, Dwayne Brown in 08-09 at 821 snaps. Man, that's insane. 
<laughs> Excuse me. It's not even snaps. That's just pass plays. Okay. So 928 oh. pass plays. So because obviously you can't give up a sack. Well, right. Rush. Yeah. So yeah, man. You want to yeah. talk about having your blind side protected? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Whether you got Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew, Minshew in there, they're going to stay clean. Which again, why would you not go with Gardner yeah. Minshew? Because you know you can protect him. Yep. Listen, you've got Micah Parsons, who's a dude. All those things. But just get your guy healthy and give yourself a real chance in the NFL playoffs and a chance at a Super Bowl run. It's that simple. Yeah, exactly. Get it locked up. Run Gardner Minshew out there. Keep Jalen Hurts healthy or as healthy as you can at this point of the season. At this point, at least. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've teased it a ton. We've got sound from C.J. McCollum uh, on Damian Lillard's massive night. We've got the call from Kevin Calabro on Damian Lillard's historic night. Uh, we will get to all of that and more coming up here on Danny and Dusty on 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.